Mohamed Sabai. Today's guest is a neuroscientist at the University of Utah who has founded a nonprofit neurorehabilitation facility in his home country of Morocco. The operation has grown to help hundreds of patients recover from traumatic brain injuries and strokes. He'll share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show where we empower you. Mo, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks, Devin. It's great to be with you again. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Mo, I, I'm proud to say that you and I have been friends for a decade now, and I really am grateful for our long association. And it's fun to catch up because uh, I moved from Salt Lake, where you live, uh, and uh, so I miss my old friends there. It's been uh, a year and a half or so. So thank you very much for taking the time to catch up. You're doing some amazing work uh, with a project that has been a passion project of yours for the whole time I've known you, the, the Zara Charity. And I wonder if you'd tell us the story, maybe really start at the beginning. And I, I hate to ask you to go there. But I, but I think it just frames your work so powerfully if you share the story of your brother that really inspired the work that you do. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Um, well, let me first say thank you very much for this opportunity. And uh, we too here in Salt Lake City, we miss you a lot. You, <laughs> you have been a great oh, uh, member of our Rotary Club and a great friend. So hope to see you soon sometime. Thank you. We will. Um, we will. The, uh, the like you like you were saying the the, the project we started in Morocco um, uh, was triggered by a nonprofit based here in Salt Lake City that we founded uh, back in two thousand nine, and the project we started in Morocco it's a neuro rehab clinic that actually started operation in two thousand fifteen, so it took us about uh, six years of hard work how work to um, establish this charity. It's called the Zara Charity. And um, to get the necessary resources to uh, basically uh, uh, start the operation of this uh, small but very important uh, neuro rehab clinic in Marrakech City, Morocco. Um, like you said, the, uh, uh, my background is clinical neuroscience. I do I'm a member of the uh, faculty here at the medical school at the University of Utah and the College of Health. And, um, but that was not the uh, source of uh, uh, inspiration to start this, uh, this project. The, um, the, uh, the trigger or the inspiration to start this project was the, um, the accident that uh, my older brother um, uh, suffered in a car accident in Morocco back in 2000 and in 2001 and um during the process of taking care of him between 2001 and 2007 when he passed away um i got a, to see firsthand um the uh, the intricacies and the details and the hard work and uh the pain associated with the uh, uh, uh rehabilitations of people with severe neurological deficit like my late brother and um the uh, other important things that this uh, made me discover is the uh, tragic lack of those services in morocco because as a matter of fact when um 
when he when he suffered the accident, the the brain injury in um, early two thousand one, um, he was in a coma for several months, and then when he came out of the coma, um, we discovered that we, um, um, despite the fact that he has a very excellent uh, uh, medical insurance coverage. We discovered, unfortunately, that um, we couldn't get him any services locally. And um, so we started uh, searching um, uh, around uh, for solutions. And my first um, solution was basically, as you can understand, to bring him here in the US. Uh, but the insurance uh, refused that propositions because they, uh, they said they didn't have any um, business partnership with any entities here in the US. So the only choice was to send him to Europe. And uh, uh, I did my grad school in Paris, in France. So I had a lot of contacts there. Uh, but unfortunately, after nine months of staying there and spending a lot of insurance money, um, there was no progress whatsoever. And uh, the insurance decided to uh, basically cut him loose and send him back to Morocco. Uh, and uh, so that's when I decided to sponsor him myself and uh, brought him to the U.S. Uh, after overcoming some considerable challenges, including immigration issues, as uh, you can imagine. Um, but within that um, uh, five years of him staying with me here in the U.S., that's when I got exposed to um, the, uh, the daily uh, dealing of uh, uh, recovery and uh, going through uh, intensive uh, rehabilitation um, on a daily basis, five times a week. And um, uh, the um, the wonderful things that I still remember out of this process is the, uh, um, the excellent and I would call it the miraculous recovery that he uh, was able to accomplish thanks to the um, <clears throat> great medical care that he received here in the US. So uh, so when he suddenly passed away in 2007, um, we, we had we had some discussion with him uh, when, when he started recovering his speech and his memory and his walking abilities and all that stuff. We had a few discussion about um, what we can do to help patients like him um, in Morocco who are not as lucky as him. And um, he's a very kind person. He was a very kind person and a uh, uh, great guy. And, uh, and he was always, when, when we start this kind of discussion, he's, he's, his eyes always light up with excitement um, as he was um, determined to offer whatever is possible to other uh, patients in Morocco who are not um, lucky to have the necessary care and uh, neurological rehabilitation services. So when he passed away suddenly, 2007, I, um, I just felt the burden that I need to do something about it, uh, honor those discussion and honor his legacy. And to be honest with you, um, I had no clue uh, what was the plan and what to do and how to do it. But the first thing that came to my mind is to set up a nonprofit and see what happened. And that's exactly what we did. Um, uh, like I told you, we uh, initiated the process in 2008 and the nonprofit was approved uh, in 2009. Um, we named it after my mom because my mom played a huge role 
in his recovery when she joined us in the U.S. and spent the last two years of his stay here with us and um, played a tremendous role in uh, coordinating his therapy and basically just uh, keeping the hope alive and uh, encouraging us both, especially him. And uh, once we we um, we got this charity uh, up and running, uh, then there was the great work of um, setting up goals. What are we going to do with this nonprofit? And uh, how are we going to uh, get the resources um, to to be able to accomplish those goals? And uh, like I said, I didn't know anything uh, in the process. So um, I got a lot of friends like you uh, from Rotary and then from the University of Utah and some other places. And everybody pitched their own their own uh, contributions and their own suggestions. And uh, like I said, by 2015, we were able to uh, train a bunch of therapists on the, the, the American um, know-how in, in the rehabilitation protocols. And uh, we were able to purchase some used medical equipment. And uh, that's how we started the clinic in 2000, September 1st, 2015. <laughs> wow. And... Uh... What you have done so far is pretty remarkable. Uh, you now have a staff of 12 working in the in this clinic in Morocco. It's a very modern, up-to-date with the very latest technologies and, and therapies going on. So you're really making a difference already for a lot of people. How many, how many people are you have you treated, do you think, since 2015? I would say we're close to 400, um, 370 something total. Um, uh, it's a small facility. Uh, the space that we have now, it's about uh, 2,700 square feet. So it's not very big. Uh, at the yeah. peak um, of operation before COVID, um, we were treating about 50 patients a day. Wow. Uh, and uh, But those are... Uh, recurrent patients, yeah. those are patients who are in the system for uh, long-term therapy. Um, but the the one that we we helped and we discharged, um, I think they are about three hundred and seventy something total. Wow, that's great! It, it, it's it's inspiring to learn what you've done. Now you're you're doing a major fundraising campaign now to take this to a whole new level. Tell us about what you're trying to accomplish with this expansion effort and tell us about your funding requirements. Yeah, so um, by the year 2017, which is like two years after we started operation, um, uh, we started noticing uh, some influx of patients uh, after the clinic made its name and uh, earn some respect in the medical communities. Uh, because in the beginning, when we started, nobody knew um, uh, who we are and what we are doing. And the people who knew what we are going, what we are trying to accomplish, they were very skeptical because as you can imagine, um, a place or country where you don't have neurological rehabilitation facilities and services, um, for the majority of the people, when you have a neurological deficit, whether it's you're born with it or 
after an accident or injury, um, basically uh, you're doomed. There's no, there's no um, uh, help for improvement or recovery. Uh, but um, thanks to the training that we did uh, for our therapist uh, that was sponsored by Rotary, um, uh, they were able to show some really good results very quickly. So by 2017, we start getting uh, people because of the space limitation, we start getting an increasing number of people in the waiting list, which uh, causes us a lot of stress, if you can imagine, um, because we want to help everyone, you know, by, by nature, we want to help everyone. But unfortunately, uh, our hand, we're tied because um, of space limitation. So since then, we, we started thinking about how we can actually um, grow this, this, uh, this project and make it accessible to a much bigger number of patients. And the idea we came up with was to basically uh, uh, find a property where we can build our own building so that the, the, the facility um, wouldn't cost us monthly rent. Uh, right now, we, they're paying like uh, we start paying about twenty five hundred dollars a month. Now we're paying about eighteen hundred dollars a month, which is a lot of money for them. And um, uh, by having our own property, we can not only save on rent, but we can also design the facility as we would like it to be. Uh, like for example, the current situations where we are right now, it's. Um, it's a combined space that basically uh, treats children and adults in the same place, which is not ideal because, you know, children, little kids, sometimes they come into the clinic not in a good mood and they start crying and making noise. And for other patients, that's not ideal. So that's one of the, the things we would like to, um, um, to accomplish is to have much bigger space with separated uh, units, one for pediatric and one for adults rehabilitation. And as far as the, um, uh, so we have two stage for this, uh, or we have two, basically two, yeah, two stage in this plan, long-term and, and then mid-term. Um, long-term is basically a very ambitious um, uh, project that include uh, what I would call um, an entire campus uh, that has uh, the main or the the, the principal or the, uh, the main facility will be uh, pediatric adults neurorehabilitation surrounded by small other units um, that specialize in other medical uh, specialties related to neurorehab like cardiology, radiology, um, uh, neurosurgery, and so forth. Uh, so that's, um, I call it a campus, a medical campus. That's uh, very ambitious and it will probably require at least $10 million of funding uh, to be set up. Uh, the short-term or mid-term uh, goal is basically to um, uh, prepare the ground for that campus, which is basically, if you want to build campus, you have to secure the land. And um, so we are trying to get a, a 10 acre uh, property uh, that already have um, pre-existing building of 10,000 square feet. And with some remodeling, we can um, uh, transform it into a 20,000 square feet. 
building. So that give us should give us plenty of space to grow for several years while we are preparing for the uh, the most the more ambitious plan, which is uh, building the canvas. And this uh, short term, this short term or mid term uh, project will, is is requiring uh, a budget of one point eight million dollars. Uh, money to buy the, the the building and the land, of course. Yeah, fantastic. So um, this is really an exciting thing to envision that uh, because of the tremendous impact this is having in uh, in Morocco. I mean, it just yeah. is truly astounding and, and, and exciting to think about. Uh, in, you know that in you know 2010 there was nothing uh, no. going on, and now you've created uh, this tremendous resource that is changing so many lives. Because what you've shown, and let, let let's recap a key point. What one of the things you do at your research at the University of Utah, and that you've shown over and over again with the therapy you're providing, is that people can make dramatic improvements and return to living very fulfilling lives after a traumatic brain injury uh, and uh, and after a stroke too, right? You, right. you treat yeah. some stroke patients, yeah. right? So yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, yeah, we treat kids, uh, a lot of kids. Um, as a matter of fact, the uh, um, patient population we have now, it's about 60 to 65% children. And um, the... Um, and the tragic things going on with children over there is that uh, uh, maternal health is not very adequate. So a lot of um, uh, babies are supposed to be born healthy. But unfortunately, uh, during the last um, uh, few weeks or the last few days of pregnancy, um, uh, something happened that actually uh, caused damage to the brain of the of the stillborn baby or sometimes during the during the delivery itself um <clears throat> the baby is not properly resuscitated uh, and then only it only take a minute or two of uh, suffocations for the damage uh, hypoxic damage to happen in the brain and that leave uh, the the infant with the condition called cerebral palsy uh, that has uh, a variety of symptoms and degrees of severity. Uh, some of them, they can't speak. Some of them, they can't walk. Some of them, they are completely disabled. Some of them, they are um, slightly affected in their uh, development. Um, so we, we treat a lot of those kids. Obviously, there is also stroke in these uh, kids' populations during uh, that happen uh, during pregnancy or shortly after the delivery. And like you said, in the adults, um, uh, populations we are dealing with traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, stroke, uh, a lot of neurodegenerative diseases like uh, uh, MS, Parkinson, Alzheimer, uh, brain brain cancer, and so forth. Yeah, well, it's amazing work you're doing, uh, Thank you. and you're really uh, an inspiration, Mo. As you think about what you've been able to accomplish over the last twenty years now. What do you see as your superpower? Uh, superpower would be uh, uh, just um, doing your your best 
to help people in need. In our particular cases, um, we assembled these uh, resources and this expertise in uh, uh, clinical neuroscience and neurological rehabilitation. And we are um, uh, really blessed to be here in this great country where we have a lot of resources and access to a lot of resources, uh, whether it's uh, expertise or training or uh, educational uh, in the medical field. And um, I feel blessed and um, uh, lucky to be in this position so I can uh, transfer at least uh, some of these resources back to Morocco. And the other ambition that we have is um, once we have um, good working model in Morocco, we, we would like to share it with other African countries as well. Yeah. As you think about leveraging this concept of doing your best, uh, I, I think your the Zara charity and the and the clinic in Morocco is a great manifestation of how that superpower comes into play, right? You you have just leaned into to this superpower of just doing your best, whatever that is, and and yeah. what you've seen is amazing things happen. Uh, if you were trying to coach a friend or a colleague to step up and and do their best, what, how would you coach them to do that? It's it's sort of a almost tried on the one hand, and yet the the power of that is enormous. How would you train someone, coach someone to do it? I would say just um, believe in what you are trying to do, and. Uh... Don't give up because um, this kind of work is not easy. Because if it was easy, everyone will be doing it. Um, so it's 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 very challenging. And like I said, in my case, I had no expertise in nonprofit. I didn't know what to do um, as far as nonprofit work and um, how to raise fund or how to um, uh, bring in uh, um, uh, yeah, useful contributions from uh, other people in the community. So you just have to um, um, uh, go for it, so to speak, go to for it and be persistent. I, th I think consistency is probably the most important things uh, in every process like this one. I mean, it's good to have a good idea that is beneficial, uh, that is a humanitarian. Um, it's also good 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 to have a good start if you are lucky to have a good start and uh make a first impact but the most important is to be persistent because um if you have a good impact and it doesn't end well then all of those efforts are in vain but if you are persistent then those even if you start very small those um uh, initial effort and accomplishments will only grow with time and um became a kind of infectious <laughs> and then bring you more and more positive energy into the process. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Well, Mo, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, as we wrap up, I wonder if you'd take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Zara Charity and how they might be able to contribute to the effort to your success. Yeah, so uh, we have... Um, uh, two very uh, small websites where we can um, guide them for more information. 
the Zahra Charity website is zahracharity.org. And then the uh, the clinic, the NeuroRehab clinic, it's called MAIR. So M-A-I-R hyphen rehab.com. And uh, the, um, they, they can find link to the um, uh, our fundraising efforts uh, in both websites. Um, although I, I, I learned this morning that um, the person in charge of updating those websites, they are still working on them. So if 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 there's some information that's not accessible or or not complete, uh, just be patient. Uh, um, I'm guessing in a week or so, both of them they will be fully uh, updated. Great. By the time that we get this out, then they should be they they should be current because this will probably run in late May or early June. So uh, okay. they should be all current by then. But Mo, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It's just a thrill to catch up and uh, what you have done. I've, I've been able to observe as a friend, uh, as a Rotary colleague, the progress on this project over the last decade. And it is truly an inspiration to see this go from uh, really uh, an idea stage project to a fully realized and now rapidly expanding uh, project that uh, impacts countless people. So you're an inspiration. We're we're grateful uh, for the work you're doing, uh, and we wish you every success in bringing your vision into full reality. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for your time, and thanks for the opportunity, and uh, thanks for being a good friend. So I hope to see you soon in Salt Lake City. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.